I'm pro-science. I love me some science. Used to teach science, not because I liked teaching, but I did like science. But, but human science, running science, it's not a perfect science. Episode 1223 of His Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, running science is rarely black and white. All right, y'all, before we get to it today, I want to talk a little bit about Magic Mind before we get started. Uh, Magic Mind is a nootropic supplement that I've been taking, uh, gosh, I don't know, I guess it's been probably the last three, four months, something like that, and uh, the stuff works. And and one of the things I like most about it is that uh, it really, and, and I mean, I know this probably sounds like I'm making it up, but it's not. I, I It really does make a difference in terms of my mental discipline. Uh, you know, I, 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 I feel like I talk fairly often about all the things I want to do and just not having enough hours in the day. Right. And a lot of times I don't have enough hours in the day because I get distracted. I get, you know, start scrolling on social media, start dicking around on my phone, whatever the case might be. And, uh, I notice definitively notice a difference when I take the magic mind. Uh, I get into the the mid afternoon kind of slump period where I would be, be more likely to be distracted, more likely to find myself coming up with excuses to take the rest of the day off. And by golly, I just get locked in. I just get locked in and get stuff done. And I've noticed it on my runs too. I talked about this before, just the mental discipline to keep going when I'm tired, but you know, nothing's wrong, right? I'm not out of gas. I'm not out of energy. I, I, I just, you know, am tired. A lot of times I'll walk. If I take, if I take a magic mind, especially when that's a long run scenario, I take one of those before I head out to the trail or, or even if I'm just running on the roads that day, um, you know, it doesn't make the run easier, but mentally I'm locked in mentally. I've got the discipline to keep going, to keep grinding. And, uh, I have no doubts that it would do the same for you. So if you want to get yourself on board, the nootropic train, if you haven't done so already, definitely check out magic mind. It'll work for you at home. It'll work for you at the office. It'll definitely work for you on the road, on the trail, on race day, uh, a good little supplement to take, get yourself locked in mentally, uh, mentally strong, mentally focused, mentally disciplined. Uh, it does it all. It does it all. So check them out at magicmind.com slash disruns. That's M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D.com slash disruns. And uh, if you sign up for a subscription, which I would recommend because you can, you can save quite a bit of money if you get a subscription, um, the code disruns20 at checkout will save you 20% um, in addition to the, the savings on the subscription cost, you end up saving up to 56% on your subscription using the code disruns 20 at checkout. So check it out. Magicmind.com slash disruns disruns 20 at checkout. So today running the risk, poking the bear today, potentially kicking the hornet's nest. Cause I want to talk about science a little bit. And, and I think, I hope over the years, we've made it pretty clear that I'm pro-science because I am pro-science. I love me some science. Um, I fall back on science a lot. I try to, I try to, as much as possible, you know, talk about things from a science background, scientific background. Maybe I don't dig into the research as much as I could. Maybe I don't use all the scientific terms uh, in large part because I think sometimes we get lost in scientific terms, both both those of us talking about science and those of us that are learning and trying to, to, to listen and understand uh, we get too too deep in the terminology. Sometimes, you know, the, the eyes kind of glaze over. We need a magic mind to keep ourselves focused. Um, but, you know, it just, I, I think sometimes getting too deep into the science can be be problematic. Um, but I've been noticing some things recently, and, and maybe I just tripped the algorithm somehow, whatever. But it's on social media. 
been hearing a lot of, of people talking about, you know, the science says this, but and, and basically saying that it's, it's, it's open and shut, right? The, the, this, this study says this, so that's, that's the way it is. And like, yeah, but no, um, I, I wish it was always that simple. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not anti-science. I'm very much pro-science, but I think it's important to, to recognize um, that, not, that very few things, I'm not going to say nothing, but very few things about science are, are definitively open and shut, ironclad, you know, done, done and dusted. Um, you know, maybe some physical things, you know, I mean, gravity, like maybe that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty well determined, right? Um, but when it comes to biological science, when it comes to running science, there's there's some I don't want to say margin for error, but it's constantly evolving. It's a, it's an ever evolving field. Uh, we don't know as much about our bodies as as maybe as what we do know. Maybe we know as much as we don't know, um, or whatever whatever the case is, whatever the the exact balance is, whether it's fifty fifty, whether it's thirty seventy, either direction. The point is there's still a lot about our body and how our bodies respond and how our bodies can be optimized at running or any type of activity or just our bodies in general that we don't know. Always being research done, um, always new things that we're learning. And, and I mean, I think that's a wonderful thing. I hope it's a wonderful thing. I, I hope that you agree that it's a wonderful thing. But the more and more that I've been seeing some of these, you know, whether it's fellow coaches, whether it's it's scientists, researchers, whatever, all good, all good people, all people trying to help out. But my impression of some of the things that I've been seeing shared and, and, and whatnot is that this is what the science says, so this is what it is. And again, I don't, I'm not trying to upend science. I'm not trying to upend these, these researchers, these coaches, these people that are putting good information out there. But the way I, the way I perceive some of the statements, the way I perceive some of the, the articles that they're touting and the research that they're talking about, it sounds very much like it's cut and dry. And I just don't think that's, that's the case. So I guess, I guess today what I'm trying to, to do is, is encourage you to like, think a little bit, think critically. Yes. Trust the science. Yes. You know, kind of go, go the way of some of the science, but also don't just blindly trust this science. Um, and in so doing, maybe I'm going to rough a few feathers. I don't know. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to kick the hornet's nest. I'm going to try not to get too worked up. Um, there, I, you know, I try not to get too ranty diz, although I know some of you like ranty diz, but I'm going to try not to get there today. Um, but again, I just, I just want to lead with, I'm pro-science. I love me some science. Used to teach science, not because I liked teaching, but I did like science. Um, but, but human science, running science, it's not a perfect science if you will. Um, so, so that's what we're getting into today. Uh, am I going to get some things wrong? I'm going to say some things incorrectly. Is, is science maybe going to continue to grow and evolve and, and things I say today that I, that are, that I think are true, that I hope are true. Maybe will be proven to be untrue, um, down the line, probably, probably. So, so don't, uh, don't hang on everything that I'm trying to say today is gospel. Hopefully don't ever hang on everything I'm saying is gospel. Cause I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not Matthew. I'm not Mark. I'm not Luke. I'm not John. I'm not other, other gospel writers that didn't make the final canon. Uh, I, I don't believe that uh, I'm, I'm preaching from on high. Just trying to share some things that will hopefully be helpful, hopefully be useful. Um, but I'm going to get some things wrong today, or at least potentially get some things wrong. So don't don't shoot the messenger, okay? You can at me if you want to, but, uh, you know, apologies in advance for whatever that I'm getting 
somehow wrong. All right, I'm not trying to be wrong, but it's probably going to happen. Ultimately, what I what I hope will will f- come from this, um, whether directly or whether just you know planting a seed that somewhere grows down the line, is the reminder that it's okay to change your mind. Right? There's a saying I've heard recently um, from a, a soccer, a football pundit um, that I've been listening to a little bit more uh, of late. That, that basically goes something along the lines of, you know, as facts change, opinions change. And this isn't me talking about, you know, fake news or, or, or you know, everybody's entitled to their own facts. Like, no, facts are facts, right? But as we learn new things, as science evolves, as research continues to, to progress, we learn new things about our bodies. We learn new things about this, the, the, you know, running science and, and physiological science, um, and if that means that opinions change because of these things that we learn, that's not a bad thing, right? Too often it, it feels like, and, and maybe, again, maybe there's, there's a lot today that maybe it's just my bias, right? And, and I'm not going to try to pretend like I don't have certain biases. Uh, I'm sure some of them you are, are very well, you know, you know what some of my biases are. Um, I don't really try to hide them very often, um, really ever. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty simple creature. I pretty much am who I am. Um, but it just feels like so many places in, in our world and certainly not just in running, but running is one of those places. Um, once we've, once we've planted our flag, you know, we can't unplant it. Certainly politics is one of those things. And obviously we're not going to get into politics here. It's, it's, it's irrelevant to this conversation, but you know, how many times on either side of the aisle, you know, has a candidate in a debate been like, Oh, well you said this thing before and you changed your mind. Well, yeah, no shit. Sherlock, we change our mind, new facts, new opinions, like that's, that's how things go. That's, that's a good thing. Okay. Certainly in religion, things have changed and evolved over the years. Um, at work, same type of things. I mean, there, there's so many examples of places where it, it feels like the perception is that changing your mind is a bad thing yet changing your mind. Like that's, that's, that's an okay thing. As far as I'm concerned, maybe you want to disagree. That's fine too. Um, but hopefully, like I said, hopefully as we go through some of these things today, Maybe it will encourage you to at least reassess some some maybe positions that you've long held. Um, and whether or not you change your mind, at least open yourself up to the idea that, that not all running science is black and white. Because I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that all running science is black and white. So let's get to it. Um, you know, wh- what am I talking about? when I talk about running science. And again, I, I've been seeing some of these things lately and I'm not going to try to, to dig into specific studies. I'm not trying to find fault with the studies because quite frankly, from my marginally trained eye as I, as I have looked at them or, or read about them or, or heard people break them down a little bit, the science sounds pretty good in terms of what they studied. Um, but again, doesn't always mean it's black and white. And we're talking about things like the benefits of running easy, which again, clearly I have a bias towards that. Uh, you know, fat adaptation in terms of, of the metabolism of fat and using body fat for a, an energy source instead of relying simply on carbs. Again, clearly biased towards that. Um, you know, ways to improve your VO2 max, which type of workouts are the best, yada, yada, yada. Lots of things that get talked about in terms of running science that are good, good studies, good resources, good things to learn from, but not entirely black and white, certainly not, you know, cutting across the entire running population that this study said this, so it must be, well, nah, not so much. 
not so much. And again, without trying to, to break apart certain studies or, or debunk certain things, here are a few examples that, uh, that, that I've really kind of been exposed to recently that kind of, you know, were a little bit of a, of a, of a you know, burr under my saddle, a little bit of, of irritation um, that ultimately motivated this, this episode. So one thing to kind of keep in mind when you're looking at science, when you're looking at scientific studies, and, and you know, like all things, don't just rely on the headline, right? Try to dig into a little bit because headlines are often misleading. Headlines are often clickbait. Clickbait. You know, sometimes, sometimes, honestly, you know, I try to try to make a good title for these episodes to make sure that you are intrigued enough to listen. Now, I try not to be misleading with the headlines or with the titles, but like that's that's an example, right? If the, if my headline is meh, like maybe you're less likely to listen to the episode, right? Um, and it's the same thing with scientific headlines. It's the same thing with BuzzFeed headlines. It's the same thing with any headline. Like the idea is to get you to click, to get you to read, to get you to, to dig into it. Um, so don't just rely on the headline, but as you dig into it a little bit, look at what the population of the study is, because you might not really fit into the population of the study. Now, does that mean that the study doesn't apply to you? Not necessarily, but does it mean that you automatically apply to a study in which case or, or to the, you know, the, the results of the study are definitely going to, going to relate to you when you're not in that population? I mean, probably not as well. Right. So, so here's, here's one concrete example, but there's probably thousands, dozens, hundreds, millions of other examples that we could all think about. But this one that, that, that came across my radar literally yesterday, as I'm recording this scrolling through, through LinkedIn, connecting with some folks there. And I see this, this headline that says nearly a hundred percent of runners run injured. If you're a runner, you're probably running injured right now. And I was like, no, bro. Like that's not, that can't be right. Um, and it was linked to an article. I read the article and of course it had nothing to do with, with running injured, like literally nothing to do with running injured. Um, but I, I kind of read it a couple of times. I'm like, what is this? Like, no. And so I replied back. Um, admittedly I was, I censored myself. I tried to maintain civility in my response, but I was basically like, bro, a hundred percent of people running injured or almost hundred percent. Like there's no way there's no way. Um, are there more than, is it more than zero? Is the number more than zero? Yeah, sure. Sure. I believe that, but almost a hundred percent like, no, 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 no. Don't believe it. So he replies back to me and cites some, some studies, um, like British journal of sports medicine, you know, again, legitimate studies that say that, you know, over 90% of elite Olympic level runners and triathletes have reported to training while injured you know, 92%, 93%, whatever the case might be. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. You know, that that scenario, and I don't know that the study was brand new, but like, let's say it was. It's an Olympic year, right? And if, if you're an athlete trying to represent your country at the Olympics, at an event that only happens once every four years, and you've got a bit of a niggle, you've got something that's not quite right, but by God, you know, like we've got we've got seven months or else we've got four years and seven months, like we're going to hammer, right? We're going to push our bodies to the exact absolute limits, probably beyond the limits to try to get a spot on the team, to get it, to get to Paris, to run in the Olympic games. Okay. At that point, 92%. I mean, I still wish it wasn't that high, but like, I mean, okay, that makes sense. You and me. I mean, I don't think so. I, I don't think that, that, that us everyday runners, that us, us, you know, adult recreational runners, however we want to classify ourselves, no matter how serious we take the sport, 
right? No matter how much benefit we gain, mental benefit, physical benefit, emotional benefit, spiritual benefit, uh, whatever, all the benefits that we get from the sport, right? I don't think there's 92% of us that are injured right now, but we just keep hammering. We just keep grinding out the miles. Like, is there a percentage that has a little niggle that's going on? Is there a percentage that's, that's maybe got a little bit more than a niggle, but you know, whatever we're streakers or we're, 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 we're in the final weeks of a training plan to a goal race. We keep training for sure. Sure. Is that ideal? Probably not. Right. Would we, would we love the number to be 0% of runners are dealing with injuries right now? Of course. Is that realistic? Probably not. But when I see this study that says almost a hundred percent or whatever it was, the, 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 I don't, that was, that was his take on the study. But when I see that number, I go, no, that's not. But then I look at what is the population that they're actually studying? Okay. Maybe that makes more sense. So again, you know, maybe, maybe it's a study that's looking at, at whatever, at, at college, college age, you know, male runners and you're 52 female. Well, what that study says about men in their 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And what that says about you at 52 years old, is there probably some overlap because humans are humans? Sure. But is, is this an apples, apples to apples scenario? Probably not. Right. Probably not. So, so when you're looking at research studies or when you hear somebody on, on Instagram talking about, you know, the, the, the journal of sports medicine says this, don't just dismiss it. I'm not saying that. And there may still be plenty of overlap, plenty of things that you take away from that, that study that was not studied on a population like you that you can still use, right? You can still glean from it, but maybe it's not apples to apples if, you know, it's, it's a study on Olympic athletes and, you know, you and I that are four or five, six hour marathoners. Like we're probably not, we're probably not the same on a whole bunch of fronts. So maybe that study doesn't quite apply to us, right? Again, not trying to be dismissive, but just saying it's probably not black and white. What's another example. Maybe there's limitations to the study just in terms of logistics of setting it up, funding of setting it up. Um, and, and a big one to, and again, this is going to feed right into one of my biases and maybe that's part of this situation too. The biases that we all have, you know, are going to, we're going to look more critically at some science versus some other science. Um, and again, it doesn't make this either science better or worse or right or wrong. It just means that we're going to take a little more critical look at something and, and be able to, to nitpick here versus over there where it's science that we agree with. We're like, oh yeah, well that's just, yeah, of course that makes horse. Of course it's right. Um, but when it comes to fat adaptation studies. And there's been a whole, I've seen so much lately. And again, I'm sure I tripped something in the algorithm somewhere of people talking about how, you know, there is fat adaption is a myth. Fat adaption isn't real, that, that your body needs carbohydrate to burn fat for fuel. And like all those things are correct. Right. Um, and, and if you've been around long enough, I mean, you know, like, let's not, let's not pretend like I didn't go real hard in the paint on low carb, uh, high fat diet, you know, three, four, five, six years ago, like I did. Right. And I've come around a little bit. Um, not like all the way back to like, just eat all the carbs. Like I'm still, I would consider myself low carb. And we talked about this a little bit recently, um, with Melody's question on the Q and a, which episode came out last week. Um, but, but the point is that like, yes, carbs are important, right? We need carbs. We need carbs just to function as humans. Um, but that doesn't mean that that fat ad- fat adaptation is is a myth, right? Just because there's no good science that points to it. Because here's here's the deal with with pretty much every every study I've looked at 
or been exposed to. And again, I'm not trying to pretend like I took a deep dive. I'm not trying to, to pretend like I did a meta meta analysis of like thousands of studies, right? But the studies I've looked at, the research I've come across, the articles I've seen or heard people talk about, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's, it's like we look at a, a, a cohort of runners that are on this, you know, lower carb diet or they, they restrict carb during exercise. Um, and it's over like a four week period, maybe a six week period at most, maybe an eight week period. Now a good, good experiment. If you remember back to high school science classes, a good experiment, we got one variable, right? We can't test 17 variables in the same experiment because then we don't know what, what is what, what's causing the impact. So we look at low carb and we've got two groups of runners, ones that, that still either having more carbs in their diet, more carbs during training or both. And then this other group that's, that's going low carb to see what, what the impact is of a low carb diet on performance. And we're still doing the same number of miles. We're still doing some intense workouts. Um, all of these things that unless you're truly fat adapted, and in most cases, these people are not fat adapted to begin with. Um, yeah, there's going to be a decrease in performance because the process of becoming fat adapted takes months and months, maybe years and years to really make inroads there. Right. And, and again, I'm not trying to get into all the physiology. I'm not trying to say that these studies are, are, are bad or misleading or whatever, but there's a limitation to, to reducing carbs dramatically, still trying to hammer intense workouts and only have a four to six week or to eight week window to see these results and to compare results. Like, like, I don't want to say they're setting the study up to fail, but like, there's really no chance for that, for those studies to show that fat adaptation is beneficial. Now the problem, and, 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 and again, that's, that's for those studies. And I'm not, I'm not trying to dog them. I'm just trying to, 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 to give a counterpoint that like, of course, those aren't going to be pro my bias, right? Pro my bias towards fat adaptation. But also the reason there's not any really good studies showing the benefits of fat adaptation, because who's going to sign up for, and especially like at higher level athletes, right? We're talking, you know, whether elite sub elite, um, Who's going to sign up for this three-year study where you're going to be low carb or at least reduced carb? Again, low is relative. So it's maybe not um, low for the general population, but low in terms of endurance athletes, right? Low in terms of the standard running high-level athlete diet, low carb on that front. For two years, three years, we're also going to change your the way you train for at least the first three, four, five, six months to really focus on just all easy running no speed work, no tempo work, maybe not even racing at all. Um, I mean, th- you're just not going to get people to sign up for that study and then adhere to it. And if they don't see massive changes and massive progress in in eight weeks, 12 weeks, they're like, well, they're, they're not going to just stick to it because they're, they're, they're window to try to get to that next level, to make their living, to, to become an elite level, a sponsored athlete, whatever, like the window's small, Right. And so it's just like the, the limitations to set up a really good study, a longitudinal study that's going to potentially show, in my opinion, will show, but, but again, there's no solid science to back that up. So it's just hypothetical potentially show that becoming fat adapted for long distance, you know, for, for half marathon, marathon, ultra marathon, triathlon level athletes, um, not only could be non-detrimental, but maybe could be even be beneficial like it's just it's it's a really difficult study to to set up to get buy in on 
to to not have something go sideways in a three-year study versus in a four or six-week study, we can go to lock things down a little bit better. So all that to say, a lot of these studies, there, there are limitations. And again, it doesn't mean that the study's poor. It just doesn't necessarily show the full picture. So just, again, something to keep in mind. When you see these studies, um, when, you, when you see the research, when you hear people talking about things, even me, right? Even when you hear me talking about things, is that go, wait a second. Are we getting the full the full story here, or are we are, 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 are there some obvious limitations that again once you get past the headline, maybe you can go all right. Well, you know, again, maybe it's a population thing, maybe it's a, a time frame thing, uh, but a lot of these a lot of these research studies they're controlling one variable, but maybe it's a it's a multifactorial problem or multifactorial. Our bodies are complex, so maybe you know we control one variable, but you know if we we have to turn seven knobs simultaneously to get a certain outcome that if we turn all seven, we might get there, but a good scientific study doesn't allow us to turn all seven studies at the same time or all seven knobs at the same time. So maybe there's limitations there. Last but not least, although I'm sure there's probably a lot more, but in the interest of not having this be a record setting duration of quick tip, it's important to remember that we're all in N equals one, right? And, and I don't say that to just mean that, that everyone's the exception to the rule because you know, we're not, <laughs> right? We're, we're definitely not. But running science is complicated. Like I just said, maybe there's seven, eight different variables that all need to be tweaked in the same, in the right direction in order to get maximum benefit from, from anything, from any, from whether it's fueling strategy, training strategy, workout style, whatever the case might be. We're all different. So what works best for me is probably going to be similar to what works for you, but probably not exact. Right, what works best for you probably similar to what works for me, but probably not exact. You know, I I, I struggle to think of too many scenarios where easy training, where, where whether it's heart rate or otherwise, but running easy most of the time is not going to be beneficial. But w- the the best makeup, maybe for some it's it's exact eighty twenty, maybe for some it's seventy five twenty five, maybe for some it's ninety three seven. You know, like there's 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 tweaks and variables in there based on. Your experience, based on your genetics, based on your age, based on your sex, your hormones, your lifestyle, your diet, your sleep, your running history, your medical history, the goals you have, the mindset you have, whether you're on magic mind or not to get you locked in and disciplined or whether you're kind of, you know, float around a little bit mentally while you're running. Says the guy who is more often than not floats around mentally while running. But the point being that, that there's a lot of variables in play. There's a lot of big picture variables. There's a lot of you know, micro variables um, in terms of how our bodies work, how to get the best out of our bodies. And so we should always be experimenting um, and, and, and remembering that just because this study says one thing doesn't mean that it, it applies absolutely perfectly to us. Again, are there things that we can take from these studies? More than likely, sure. More than likely, yes. But is it, it you know, just because this study says that, you know, whatever, 180 steps per minute is, is, is optimal? You know, and, and this isn't me trying to get on the, the cadence bandwagon again. We've been there. We've done that. Um, but not everybody, for, for not everybody is 180 perfect, right? Some it's 184. Some it's 172. Some it's 180, certainly. Um, but you got to play with some things. you got to try some different things. you got to continue to experiment for what works best for you. And then, you know, the frustrating part of all this and why, again, why running science and biological science is so tricky is because let's say through some miraculous feat of 
good luck and, and dogged determination to experiment and figure things out. You figure out what works absolutely best for you six weeks from now, right? Like, like you're working on it. You're trying some different things and like you have a goal race coming up in, in the spring and everything just lines up and you're like, holy cow, I found it. Oh, but then guess what? Six months from now, you're six months older. There's been a change in your work situation, which has changed your stress. It's changed your routine, yada, yada, yada. And that same conglomeration, that same makeup of what worked great for you six weeks from now may not work for you. Not only just as well, may not work for you at all six months or a year from now, because our bodies are constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly growing. Um, sometimes we're regressing a little bit, which is okay. I mean, not ideal, but it's okay. Um, so you always need to be trying some different things, trying different approaches. Yes. Listen to science. Yes. Let science help to guide you help to maybe open your mind to some new ways of doing things, right? New, 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 new technologies that, that show new, new possibilities that show new, uh, solutions to problems. They're always out there. God willing, they'll always be, they'll be continue to be more, for as long as we're still on this planet, for as long as we're continuing to put one foot in front of the other, we'll continue to learn better ways to, to improve our body, to improve our performance, to improve our longevity, all these things. But it's never going to be 100%. And and as much as I'm going to say, as I hate to say things like never and always and all those types of things, um, it's probably never going to be a good idea to just blindly follow any study, any science as it relates to our, our human biology. Cause there's just too many variables. There's too many variants from, from you to me, to everybody else listening to the show, to every other runner in the world. There's just too much, too much variability. And, and, and obviously that's, that's, it's not a lot of variability between you and I and everybody else, but there's just enough. There's just enough human variability and how our bodies work. And again, how old you are versus how old I am and, and, and all the different factors that make us different and unique. Um, you can't just blindly follow the study um, because you're an N equals one. I'm an N equals one. Um, and hopefully we're all just kind of trying to do the best we can. So keep striving to learn. Keep striving to adapt. Maybe be okay with changing your mind going forward, um, especially as new evidence is uncovered, especially as we continue to learn about ourselves, especially as we change. Um and, and, and I'm going to continue to be pro-science. I'm going to continue to share science with you. Um, but remember that science, especially running science, especially biological science, it's not often as black and white as we want it to be. So there we go. What do you think? Did I, did I ruffle your feathers? Did I, did I rattle you a little bit? Did I maybe, hopefully, in, a, in the right way, come at this topic to make you think about something a little bit in a different way? Uh, if so, let me know. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode or, or any episode as always, but, uh, I'm at Diz runs on, on the social medias, uh, Diz runs at gmail.com. If you want to shoot me an email. Um, and of course you want to head back over to the show notes for today, which has, uh, you know, some memes and some gifs and some things as per usual, uh, Diz slash 1223. We'll get you back there. Uh, comment section down at the bottom as per usual as well for you to share whatever it is to get it off your chest. I can take it. If you want to, if you want to, you know, tell me, uh, I'm, you know, drinking the wrong Kool-Aid or barking up the wrong tree. I mean, that's fine. I'll probably dismiss it, but you can tell me, you can tell me that, you know, I can take it. I can take it. Um, but anyway, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode as per usual, uh, magic mind. You want to get your, get your mind right. You know, which is kind of important for, for us as runners. I think, 
Um, but certainly in, in day-to-day life, you want a little more focus, a little more clarity, a little more uh, just locked, locked inness, locked inness. Yeah, it's not really a word, but you know, whatever. My magic mind must be wearing out. Or, 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 hear me out. Maybe the magic mind I took today is so good that I'm making up. I'm, I'm improving the English language with likeness or whatever the word was. I can't even remember. Maybe that's not, a, not, not. I mean, not the best promo for magic mind. I can't remember the word I spit out that I made up a few minutes ago. Point being. Or, or whatever. Where am I going with this? I, I probably should re- redo this, but they won't listen all the way to the end, probably. Um, the point is, I'm a fan of Magic Mind. I'm a subscriber um, and, and will continue to be, whether they continue to support the show or not. It, it, the stuff works. I get locked in. I get stuff done. Uh, I still you know, talk out of both sides of my mouth sometimes, and, and my tongue gets twisted, but it's not the Magic Mind's fault. And if anything, it's better with the Magic Mind than it is without it. So get yourself on board if you're so inclined magicmind.com slash disruns is the link disruns 20 at checkout to save up to 56% off of any subscription plan off of, you know, certain subscription plans or whatever. Check it out. Dis 20 adds to your discount at checkout for sure. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Y'all thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for checking out magic mind until next time. Y'all be well, take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you. (laughs) 